welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Today, we are recording episode nine of season seven. And again, just as a reminder, this season is entitled Burning Yet Flourishing Part Two. And today, we plan to discuss study, meditation, and contemplation. Yes, we do. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. It has been a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to be back. I, I am too. These conversations are are rich. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you recall, we've been talking about spiritual disciplines here, and the context of that is really how we ought to attend and receive the word of God, which is the word of God and the spirit of God that works in us to sanctify us, to be conformed to the image of God's son. So this disciplines that are habits of attending and receiving. So I thought it'd be good to review Westminster Short Catechism, question 90. Yep. Allison, how is the word to be read and heard that it may become effectual to salvation? That the word may become effectual to salvation, we must attend thereunto with diligence, preparation, and prayer, receive it with faith and love, lay it up in our hearts, and practice it in our lives. Yeah, so there we have the the attending and receiving, and the, the catechism speaks of attending in, in terms of diligence, preparation, and prayer, and the receiving, this idea of faith and love, which is not just knowing, but really believing and trusting and loving, Yep. and laying it up in our hearts, which has to do with remembering and cherishing, and then also the practice of, of it. So by having disciplines, that is these habits of attending and receiving, um, it makes the word more effectual. It becomes more effectual to our sanctification. Again, one other reminder, when um, the term salvation has this big, broad thing of, which includes justification, sanctification, glorification. And we've been talking about the spiritual disciplines are these habits that are working um, with God's word and spirit in in terms of sanctification. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So in other words, Allison, just remind the audience, we're not justified by the things we do. Correct. That God... It's all what God has done in, in Christ. He yeah. Is, so what we're looking is, is that uh, this progress and holiness or our lives becoming ordered by God's word and the reality of how God made things is, is becoming, is this idea of being sanctified, becoming mm-hmm. more and more like, like Christ. So today's are these three things of study, meditation, contemplation that are very similar 
and and I'm going to make distinctions of them. And I mean, truly, you could pick up a bunch of books on on these kinds of things, and they'll all be a little different, mm-hmm. right? So you know, you might want to want to say, you know, of course, we're I'm more right than all the others, but uh, no, totally kidding. You're pulling from all the sources. I am pulling from all the sources, yeah. and so I'm making distinctions on my own based on your own judgment, right? Yeah. And again, the, the idea here is to be helpful, right? So not uh, prescriptive. Correct. Yeah, just uh, to clarify. Yeah, helpful and not prescriptive. Yeah. So we know that our minds are affected by what we concentrate on, on mm-hmm. what we do, right? So our minds will take on an order or a way of thinking that conforms to the order of whatever we're immersed in, mm-hmm. what we're habitually putting before our eyes. Putting before, right? And in our ears. Yeah, as my mom would tell me, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, you are what you eat. You are what you eat, right? So, but she would talk about that in terms of what I'm consuming, in terms of reading, or yeah, you know, if I'm if I'm reading trashy books, my, that's going to affect the way I think. Yeah. If I'm reading good things, it's going to affect the way I think. Yeah. Okay? And how you think tends to be how you act, act, and how you live. Yep. Okay. So this is why um, the Apostle Paul in Philippians four eight. Uh, which is a great verse, especially if you're in the classical Christian world. We, like we have Providence Academy, we have this in a big metal yep, like art, art display. Art display. It's yeah. really cool. Yep. Um, but Paul says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Okay, so why is he why is he telling to do this? Well, because Paul's mom and my mom were probably very similar. Mm-hmm. Garbage in, garbage out. But good stuff in produces good things. So, yeah. so Paul is saying, I hope that didn't sound blasphemous. The Holy Spirit, <laughs> you get it. I'm being, I'm just being funny, trying. That. <laughs> You are being funny. Okay. We'll we'll give you that. (laughs) But this is what Paul is trying to get out to the Christians. Like, we should focus our minds on the things that are going to make us true, make us honest, make us just, make us pure, Mm -hmm. uh, make us lovely, make us have uh, be people that would have good reports, that we'd be virtuous and be praiseworthy. So... If we're to do that, we should think on those things. Right. And study them. And yeah. Yep. So that's the idea. So the spiritual discipline of study is the habit of attending to the word of God and the works of God in order to, for three things, three reasons. One is to comprehend it. Two is be able to reflect on it so that you can apply it. Yep. Okay. So in other words, there's this objective truth to what is being looked at or read or or studied that we want to be able to comprehend or you know to know it and understand it mm-hmm. and then to reflect on it in such a way that you can apply that knowledge yep so let, let me give you a, a scripture from Matthew chapter 11 28 through 30 Jesus says come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, 
for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus is asking us to come to him and to learn from him so that we can have rest, mm-hmm. right? And this word learn in Greek, manthano, has this idea of learning through practice and and reflection. Okay. Right. So, so if I were to say to my son, son, you need to clean your room. And so he goes and he gets on the internet and looks up how to clean your room. And he, he studies up on how to clean your room, right? That, you know, and then he becomes an expert in his head on how to clean your room, but he's never cleaned his room. Mm-hmm. This isn't really, he didn't really study. Mm-hmm. Right. That was just him spending time on the internet. Mm-hmm. Right. The true idea of study is to understand or to know, to reflect and apply. So it, it does. It's this manthano. So I'm going to, I know that I'm to clean the room. I have instructions on the clean room. I, I now look at my room and see how I apply what I've learned in the videos or whatever you know, my son has been looking at. And now I apply it to my specific room because mm-hmm. my room is different than the room on the video. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you're going to sometimes make mistakes. Yeah. You're going to try and like, you know, it tells you to use this feather duster and you're, you know, whatever, and you're dusting things and, and it's making a mess, it's making a bigger mess or, yep. you know, something and you go, oh, I should probably spray something on it to, Wipe it up. To wi- and wipe it up so that it's not as messy, yeah. right? So it's, so there's this action that's happening. And on that, there's this a manthano going on. Mm-hmm. I'm learning from what I'm doing. So it's not just looking at the videos and, or looking at the words or it's an understanding with an application. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's sort of an application of principles in your own context. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's study. So mm-hmm. when the catechism says that, Receive it with faith and love, lay it up in our hearts, and practice it in our lives. So the study is going to help us attend with diligence the Word of God and prepare us, but it needs to go on to the practice aspect. Action. And then we're reflecting mm-hmm. on it so that we, we do it. So I've been in the education business for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and this is so important, uh, and I think it's what's missing in a lot of school spaces, mm-hmm. right? A student is assigned something and they're, they're trying to take in information and they regurgitate it out on a paper. Yep. And then they're judged based on how well they regurgitated it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not learning. Mm-hmm. That's not, it's not study and it's not learning in the term that Montano, that Jesus said. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this goes through phases, right? So, you know, to take in information or regurgitate it in a way that the student actually knows what they're mm-hmm. what they're regurgitating, so it stays with them. Yeah, not not cram and then forget. Right. Um. That that's really appropriate for young kids. Yeah. But you know, they get into the teen years, they get in middle school age. They should now be able to look at it or study it in a way that they can now comprehend it really and understand it. Mm-hmm. Sort of synthesize. The information and do something with it. Yeah. Well, that's the rhetoric stage. Now they can apply it. Mm-hmm. And so we, we talk about this in, in classical education, the rhetoric school, 
and how that produces wisdom is because we figured, you know, by the time a student is in 10th, 11th, 12th grade, 10th grade, they should be, they should be able to pick up pretty much any book and be able to know what the author is saying and understand it Mm -hmm. and have the tools at least to go figure it out. Right. Right. So they might not understand it on the first rush, but they, they have enough tools in the toolbox to be able to figure out and understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And then now they're, and they can also have an opinion about it now. Mm -hmm. They're, They're old enough to have their own opinion about it. So they're formulating a belief like what, so here's what I know and understand what this author is saying. What do I believe about it? Yeah, judgment of it. A judgment of it. Yeah. And even to be able to say, so what? What does this matter? Right. And to reflect on that and then and then formulate belief and, and communicate that well. Uh-huh. Right. So so this this comes from study. Right. So when we're opening up God's word or we're listening to a sermon or we're even studying nature. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the works of God. We're looking to know and understand it in such a way that we can apply the truth of it. Yep. And it's when we start applying the truth to it and continue to reflect on it, that's when we're learning. Yeah. I feel like this is a reason why in classical schools we study Latin. Because Latin learning is a lot like this. Like you do memorizing, but then you have to know the declensions of the words and then be able to apply them. And ultimately to then translate, you know, Latin texts and decipher meaning. But that comes from this process of studying and application. Yeah. And then know it well enough that you can make an opinion about it. Right. You can judge your classmates. (laughs) I think that's, I think the nuance of that word is, you know, is this or, you know, and that, and that's, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, so this is, this is the discipline of study and, the spiritual discipline of study really is then this idea of contemplation application. Uh, it's about your head and your hands, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yep. Um, the next one is meditate, the next spiritual discipline we want to talk about. And and we're talking about this, at, again, it's a, we're talking about Christian meditation. Yes. Okay. Um, I think the new agey way of meditation is trying to empty your mind. And, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Connecting with Connecting. Satan and his yeah. demons. Yes, Mother Earth or something. I don't know, which is it's not this. So meditation is, so I'm going to quote a Puritan, an English Puritan from the 17th century named Isaac Ambrose. Isaac Ambrose wrote, our meditation are in this method to begin in the understanding and to end in the affections. Mm-hmm. Okay. So studying scripture is about figuring out what the truth is about this and how I apply this truth. Meditation then is this continuing to um, chew on. And okay, so I heard a long time ago, I should look it up because I don't even know if this is true, but meditation has the the roots of it has to do with like chewing your, chewing the cud, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so the cow has seven stomachs. They, yeah. they eat some grass and then they, they bring it up and then chew it up some chew it, yeah. Like so this Interesting. is this is the idea of meditation. So yep. so I I've I've studied this work, you know, this these the the word of God here. And I'm gonna bring it out again mm-hmm. to think on it more, mm-hmm. to to meditate on it, so that I begin to understand the the goodness of it, the um 
the, the how this really is a gift or a mm-hmm. right. In other words, um, study should 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 tell you like what to do, like what to believe mm-hmm. and what to do. Mm-hmm. Meditation then takes that and it changes your affections so that you want to do it, mm-hmm. that you love it. You love this truth. Okay. Yep. So, you know, meditating, you know, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right. That, you know, and you, you, so I know it, I, you know, I can talk about, well, the, the shepherd image in the uh, old Testament is about leaders and Kings. And this is saying that Yahweh, our God is our King. And, and, um, like a shepherd leads a sheep, um, so that it would a good one. So that it doesn't have any need. Mm-hmm. So our Lord does that and that you go, okay, so that's, you know, I know the truth of it. Yeah. Meditation is bringing that out and continuing to reflect on that in terms of me, like that. Yes. That the the Lord is my shepherd mm-hmm. and, and I won't have want. And, and so it, it makes me want to follow the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, a, it's changing my affection. Yep. Okay. So, so this, this comes through. Um, so first study mm-hmm. and now this reflection in a way that's, that's, um, changing my affections in terms of desiring, um, or, or of loving this truth. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we have a, a, we talk about this in, again, in, in classical education circles, that, you know, you, you, the, the goal isn't just that kids obey the rules. It's that they learn to love the rules. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. Because they, they acknowledge the goodness of them and how they're good for them. Yep. And then they begin to love those rules. Yep. And, and some of it is reflection on like, okay, so they just, they're playing their, what's that called? The Google ball. Oh, Gaga ball. Gaga ball. Yep. Yep. But, yep. What else is there's another name? Octoball. Octoball. That's what I knew it as. Octoball. And then everyone started calling Gaga Ball. Yeah. I think that's Lake Lundgren Bible Camp's full. I don't know. They they call it some. They'd called it something else. Anywho, which is a great camp, by the way, mm. up in Pembine, Wisconsin. Your we, church should, you know, send your kid their kid your kids there. Uh, anyway, um, and this isn't sponsored by Lake no. Lundgren. And we won't fault them for changing the name to Gaga Ball. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> So the kids are playing octoball and um, let's suppose they, they aren't, you know, people are cheating. They're not following the rules. Right. And it's chaos and there's arguing and there's fighting and all this. Oh, these rules are for a reason. Mm. When I follow these rules, good things happen. Like yeah. it's, it's, it, there's these clearly clear things. And, and then it's, it's not that I have to obey these rules. It's, I love these rules. Yeah. These rules make it good. Right. Right. So, so that's, that's that idea. It's not just that we want obedience. We want them to love it. And that's because they, they understand it and they reflect it on the way it's good the for goodness them. Of it. The goodness of it. Yeah. I had an experience related to this this week. This is going to sound silly and maybe make local people scared to drive. <laughs> <laughs> but I was driving and I arrived somewhere. I don't even know where I was going. And I was like, I, I don't remember the drip to here. I was like on autopilot and, and then it it dawned on me, like I am so thankful for the 
boss of the road because that means I can drive and not have to be worried. I mean, I have to be attentive, obviously. But the point is exactly what you're saying, right? Like if everybody is abiding by the laws, it keeps us safe. Yeah. You know, I'm not worried about cars being erratic and running stoplights and stop signs on purpose anyway, you know, anyway. Very, very true. Yeah, it's, it's good. It, it, and so, so as we reflect on the truth in, from God's word, uh, the truth that we can discern from God's works, um, and we begin to, and, and, and we're able to make application to our lives, but then with further meditation, chewing on it, reflecting on it, 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 it develops our love for that truth. Yeah. Yep. So study is really for the head and the heart hands. And then the uh, meditation really has to do with the, the, the affections with the, yep. what uh, we love, with what we love, with the, our gut. Kidding that. I'm just being facetious because the ancients, that's the seat of your affection. Desire. Is your intestines. That's fine. To my wife. Oh, oh Wendy. <laughs> I love you with all my intestines. <laughs> you move me. Yeah, that's okay. We're getting yeah. that's but that's really how it all came. And Americans we just say our heart. But um we'll get we'll get to that here next. So <laughs> so contempl- so so contemplation then mm-hmm. is a spiritual habit that draws us close to God. Okay. It's related to meditation. So we study to know the objective truth of God in his word and works. We meditate to train the affections to, to love this truth. Mm-hmm. But contemplation, we contemplate on the source of that word, the source of the one who has stirred your affections. Uh, this leads to cherishing God mm. um, and his word and leads us uh, to joy and gratitude. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, so when you, you know, so, you know, when, when Mr. Steinbarger, the LNR principal at Providence Academy, has laid down some rules about some activity, and um, the kids disobey those rules and then figure out the consequence, the natural consequences of them, mm-hmm. and then they go, "Man, we should follow these rules," and it's so much better. And then they they kind of go, "Oh, right." So they've they've now studied the rules, and now they kind of get it. They're applying the rules, and they see how much better it is. They're meditating on it. They go, "Man, I really love these rules." The the next thing it does is they go, "Man." Mr. Steinbarger's a good and wise man. Yeah. We love Mr. Steinbarger, right? And that's and that's kind of how it how it happens, right? It's yeah. the same with us as we as we study God's word and we apply God's word, then we we reflect on those truths and and the application of it, and and it it changes our affections regarding this truth um, and the things of God that we've learned. Mm-hmm. It then direct contemplation then directs us to the source of those things and draws us near to him mm. and the response then is joy and gratitude mm-hmm. so it's it's um it's it's um and the, and so this becomes the completeness of like how are you are you stuck in your <laughs> are you stuck in your 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 walk with the lord right do you just feel like you know nothing's going on mm-hmm. well maybe study mm-hmm. and then as you study and apply and it might be very difficult and painful for you to apply these things um, then start reflecting on it more mm-hmm. meditate on those words 
and and understand the goodness of what you've learned and are doing. And that leads us to contemplate the source of that to God. Mm-hmm. So here's here's some dangers, Allison. There are a lot of people, a lot of people who would like to bypass the word of God and and think that they should, they they don't need a mediate, they look at the Bible like as a some sort of unnecessary mediator between them and God. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Right. Yep. So they want to have this union with God. Um, on their own terms. On their own terms. So without any study of God's word, they're just going to, you know, read the verse of the day, mm-hmm. meditate on on the, the feeling aspect of it that they have chosen for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then seek to have some sort of communion or union with God in contemplating him. So it's divorced from, it's really divorced from the word and the truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. And and this is, um, this is what we would call liberal Christianity, mm-hmm. who, has, who has said, well, the word of God is just, you know. Ancillary. It's, yeah, these, you know, this is an ancient book. It, it doesn't really matter. It, it, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It's culturally, you know, whatever. Um, you, you kind of go and you pick out what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then you you develop your thoughts about God from it. Yeah, Jesus. as you as you cherry picked. Yeah, from it. Jesus would never approve of this. Well, how do you know? You don't even know Jesus, right? Your Jesus, your Jesus. That, Jesus would, that is the figment of your imagination. You totally made it up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and it's just crazy. And the internet's full of it. Oh my goodness, it's just full of it. Like, yeah. well, Jesus would never. Jesus was so nice. Like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> you know. No, mm-hmm. no, no, he wasn't a nice guy. Yeah. He was a good guy, right? Um, you know, he's he's As, Aslan, right? And so I think yeah. let's let's just say that C.S. Lewis had a little bit better understanding of Jesus than a lot of modern pastors, which is when he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan is kind of the Jesus figure. Mm-hmm. Is he safe? No, no, he's not safe, but he's good. Right. Yep. That's, that's Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jesus just accepts everyone. Sort of. He calls everyone to repentance. Right. Everyone. Everyone he'll call to repentance. And when they don't repent and they walk away, Jesus lets them. Mm-hmm. You know, the rich young ruler. Well, you got an idol, you got to get rid of all your stuff mm-hmm. and then come follow me. And he walked away sad because he had a lot. And Jesus said, no, no, I didn't mean it. I love you as you are. Just stay here with me. No, he didn't do that. He let him walk away. And the disciples were like amazed, like who can be saved then? Mm-hmm. If the rich can't make it, how? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah. that's Jesus. That's the actual Jesus. The woman caught in adultery. Questions whether it's really in should be in scripture or not, and that's a whole other st- story. But you know that one gets pointed to all the time. And Jesus knew it was a trap, but even then, go and sin no more. Right. Everybody in that story had their sin addressed. Yes. Right. Not just the crowd who was right. trying to trap. 
Mm-hmm. But even her. Yep. Like sin no more. You were in sin, so sin no more. Yeah. It's offensive. Jesus is offensive. Like somehow, here we go. Jesus goes and he ticks off everyone and they kill him. And then modern people go, oh, I would have been the ones following. I would have been one of the, no, you would. You would have been so angry at him. You would have thought he was mean or, you know, whatever, intolerant because he was intolerant. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's good. Yep. And he's kind. But he's not soft. And he doesn't compromise on the he truth. He doesn't compromise. He's a perfect man. Well, he's God. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so so this is this is the idea. Study comes first. Yeah. Right? You you want to draw closer to God. Start with studying God's word. Know and understand God's word. Apply God's word. Begin to reflect on these things, mm-hmm. not just the content, but also your attempt of application and, and allow your, be, begin to love what that word is saying. And again, it, it's part of the word of God, the spirit of God working in your life. And from there, you then begin to contemplate, um, God, um, uh, Christ, who is the the source of this mm-hmm. and it produces within you this joy and this gladness. This, 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 we, so don't start with contemplation, start with study Yeah, and, and, and move. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, could you provide our audience with a handful of reliable resources for study? Uh, I, like the ES, go ahead. This is, go ahead. I was going to say like the ESV study Bible. That's a good That's one. That's a trustworthy source. It is. The Ligonier website Very is good. a trustworthy source for like specific books of the Bible. Yes. Do you have any that you can think of? I'm putting you on the spot. We, we didn't talk about this we before. Didn't, we didn't. So here's the thing is almost every source of things talking about spiritual disciplines, especially from, you know, the big name Christian booksellers. Yep. I'm I'm not saying don't read it. Don't read Richard Foster or something like that. I'm saying read it with extreme mm-hmm. discernment. Discernment. Yeah. Um you know, there's the um what's it called? The Disciplines of Grace. And I can't remember who the author is of that. Um but there's some there's some good reform sources of it. Um and I I think this is gonna sound really Horrible, Allison. Read good theology. Like, well, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I have asked my my pastors at Jacob's Well yeah. for resources countless times. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm wanting to study Isaiah. What is a good commentary on Isaiah? Or, yeah. and so they've directed me to the Ligonier website. Yeah. Um, and given me other specific yeah. resources. You know, but I finding reliable sources for study. Yeah. Can be. A little bit tricky. Yeah, it's because here's the tricky part too, is there there are things written for different levels of I guess education or where you're yeah. at, mm-hmm. right? Um, Even depth of study and depth of study. So so there's sometimes it's like, well, you know, I can recommend this commentary because I think there's some really good stuff in it 
primarily because it brings out some of the good questions. Yeah. But I'm not so sure I like this author's perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you had a broader knowledge of that and good discernment, like I could recommend it. Like sometimes people go, so who's your favorite theologian? And, and I'll say, I really like Jürgen Moltmann. And they're like, they're shocked because Moltmann is not, he's, 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 he's not a really is he orthodox guy. Yes. <laughs> he's a neo-Marxist uh, theologian, right? Yeah. German theologian. And the, the point I liked about Jürgen Moltmann is not his conclusions on things. Mm. It's, it's that he has been able to present issues in theology and talk about it at a very deep level mm-hmm. that has prompted more thought and idea and further study mm-hmm. than most any theologian I've read. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and maybe it's cause I'm a Gen X and <laughs> got to study in the nineties with all the postmodern neo-Marxist stuff was still in its infancy and, mm-hmm. you know, and then it just playing out right now in the 2020s. Right. And it just, it's weird. Like, how did it get here? Like, how did people buy into this stuff? It's yeah. just horrible. But anyway, um, so, so asking me for good resources is I really have to look at it and think about it and, and it's, it's, it's kind of tough, but. So maybe ask, really good. Yeah, yeah, if you have questions, ask Ron or. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Reformed pastor. Our, our Patreon it's hopefully going to be up soon. We Our target was before Thanksgiving. As we're recording this, it's before Thanksgiving. But as you're listening to it, it's after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So Lord willing, our Patreon is up. And in our Patreon, we'll have, there's a, a we'll have a lot of the questions. Question and answer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll have to do a question and answer on good, solid resources uh, for spiritual discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. That'd be, that'd be good. And um, study is, there's just so much to yeah. study. Like, the, the don't Bible, let yourself be bored. The Bible is the best source. Yes, it's the, true. Study the Bible, learn, learn how to, okay, learn how to read and, you know. Allow scripture to interpret itself. Allow it to interpret itself. Most of the, most of the Bible I think that the average person can understand mm-hmm. um, and the place and, 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 and of course there's going to be questions about some things and the, the variety of ways to answer those questions are, oh, there's enough overlap in there that it's not as mm-hmm. right. So, so if you're just starting off, just read your Bible. Mm-hmm. And just keep reading it. And you're not going to understand it all. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Just keep reading it. Yep. Um, and then when you come back a second time around, maybe ask questions about it. Yep. Talk to your pastor. Find a very basic, like an expositor's commentary. Something very simple. Yeah. Um, would work. Um, you know, and then then you need to learn Greek and Hebrew. No, I'm just kidding. That's, That's when you're <laughs> many, many years down the road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so much you can do. Um, with it, but part of it is learning how to observe, mm-hmm. right? So many, so I'm, I'm an old guy. I'm, I've been reading 
the Bible for many, many years and studying it for many, many years. And still, I'll read a passage of scripture that's very familiar to me. And when I'm studying it, all of a sudden I observed, like, how come I didn't see this before? Mm -hmm. Like, it, 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 no human being is ever going to completely know and understand and, and, um, the depth and the riches of God's word. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's simple enough that you can, that a a child can read and, and gain from it. And, and so deep that the wisest will never plumb will, the depths. Will never plumb the depths. Yeah. 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 It's 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 an amazing book. Okay. I think we're gonna close with that. Yeah, thanks for listening. 